This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Spreaker. You want to get your free trial of Spreaker to upload your podcasts? All you need to do is click on the link in the description to find out more. Yeah, so uh, it's been uh, hot where you are by the sounds of it, but it's been cold in Australia. Like uh, last Thursday, uh, it was five degrees in Aus- in where I was. That was pretty cold all day and pretty chilly. Uh, how are you coping with the heat in uh, Atlanta, Georgia? Well, we've just started getting hot in the last um, few weeks, but uh, Atlanta's pretty well known for being hot and humid. And um, so it's starting to to get up there. So the days are um, around eighty nine or ninety mm-hmm. um, degrees, and um, and the humidity is usually fairly high. And so it's usually a mix of hot days, but then we'll have um, thunderstorms and things like that mm. to, to cool things off. How do you cope with uh, sleeping uh, in the night when it's hot? Because I struggle with that. Mm. Well, we just use air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> it, it would be pretty much impossible to go without air conditioning in, um, mm. in the south and in Georgia. So I, I know up as far as like New York State, you know, some people don't use air conditioning, but that wouldn't be possible down here. Mm. Um, yeah, any sleeping tips for the audience in a hot night? Because uh, I had Rev Skip Jennings on the show, and we'll we'll talking about this, um, tr- like turning off electronics as well, and just staying hydrated. So I got, I might try that. Even getting a cloth, putting a cold towel on top of the head, cool you down. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Um, I usually don't have any issue with um with the heat and sleep um i do have learned through the years some good sleep tips i used to have quite a bit of issues with um insomnia and Mm. that sort of seemed to go hand in hand with the anxiety that um kind of put me on my healing journey Mm. Uh, and so i discovered quite a few different tips um for sleep but one of the areas that was really helpful for me um, was learning about probiotics and gut health. Mm-hmm. And um, what I learned was that serotonin, a lot of our serotonin, which is our feel-good neurotransmitter chemical, is um, also produced in the gut. Mm-hmm. And um, so when that goes low, um, our body doesn't produce enough melatonin, mm-hmm. which it uses the serotonin to produce melatonin, which is our sleep uh, hormone. And so um, eating, eating things with tryptophan um, and things like that can, can help to boost serotonin and then help you get to sleep.
Mm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I might try these things as the summertime comes later in the year for Australia as well. But I've always found technology devices get very hot. Yeah. (laughs) You know. I've also started things like um, I'm I'm on a journey of only using social media for 10 minutes a day now. Mm-hmm. I feel so bad. I feel much better. That sounds like a great idea. Mm. And uh, did you have any withdrawals when you first started? No. Um, I, I just mental health feels much better getting off Facebook and Instagram. You know, I just feel better. Nice. You know. And, uh, yeah, and uh, I'm on a 21-day gratitude challenge at the moment. So every morning i got to write my gra- three to ten things that I'm grateful for as well. So doing those little things. Mm. That's great. Yeah, gratitude is um, It's important to keep things in perspective, mm. for sure. How do you feel about social media and because your your all your stuff's online as well? Yeah, I use it so much for for work and um, sort of when I put out a new song or something new, I'll post it on social media. Hmm. And so I usually post something on Instagram um, daily um, and things like that. So, but I I don't really tune into my personal account um, mm. as much so um, but I think it's designed you know of course to be addictive and um, and so I definitely find myself in phases kind mm. of just tuning into it a little too much just because I'm bored or something um, so I think you're onto something Social media fast is it sounds like a great idea. No, it's good. No, cause I've noticed on Instagram uh people taking glamorous photos. Just messes with my mental health, Sonic Yogi. It was just making me depressed. Mm. I've only yeah. only really followed teachers from Insight Timer and that's about it, and those are the ones that make me feel good. Nice. But um, I'm on. I'm been using Insight Timer quite a lot lately. I'm a yearly subscriber to the uh, app as well, mm-hmm. so I'm very happy. Yeah, I they've been doing a lot of work on the app and adding some new features, and um, so yeah, I'm grateful to be there, and and I I use it quite a bit myself as well. Hmm. And uh, online work, are you? What are you working on online? Are you you recording any new stuff and publishing it? Mm-hmm. I um, I just finished a flute track. I have some new flutes, and I've been um, recording some tracks with those. Mm. Um, and I'm working on a new album, and I started recording that last week, and so I hope to have that out at the beginning of next year and uh so those are a couple of things i've been working on nice yeah what about uh, education as well 
Are you reading anything? Because I'm trying to get into the habit of reading, you know, journal articles uh, by professors as much as I can every day. Yeah. Um, I read quite a bit of that kind of stuff when I research. Mm. I I Google um, and I love reading research articles and things like that. Um, It just kind of depends on what tangent I'm on and and what I'm... uh, researching um i haven't been thinking about it this week so i don't have anything to that comes right to the tip of my mind but um yeah it's it's interesting and as it relates to meditation and all of that there's so many interesting studies that are coming out all the time about how it all works Mm. Um, how's things in uh, Atlanta, Georgia? Are you guys in a lockdown or are you getting back to normal? Because we're pretty much virtually back to normal in Sydney. What about you? Yeah. Guys? It's, um, we're, we're basically back to normal here. Um, there, we still wear masks in mm-hmm. certain stores. Um, but it seems like in the last week or so that, now it's about half and half of the people that are even wearing masks in stores. Um, and so we're quickly getting back to some sense of normalcy. Have you been uh, vaccinated yet? I have. What did you, you got the Johnson and Johnson, did you? I did. Is that, is that good? Is that, um, cause that's, that's a single shot. Does, does that give you herd immunity or they don't know? Well, um, I, it gives you some immunity. That's sort of its purpose. Hmm. Um, but, you know, how, how good it is, I, I hope I don't have to find out. Hmm. Uh, but um, I think the more and more people that get the shots or um, people that have had COVID, that, it, that that builds the herd immunity hmm. um, and so that the virus doesn't spread because it gets stopped. Um, so the numbers are, you know, steadily going down. I've logged into the state website a few times just to see and, and, um, you know, they're steadily going down and down and down Mm. almost to nothing. So did they give you a card that to say that you had it, or have they given you a vaccine passport in the States? Because it's talks of that in Australia. Mm. Yeah, I don't know how that would go over here, to be honest. Um, so that should be interesting. But I have a vaccine card myself, mm-hmm. yeah, and I saved it. Good on you. I'll, I'll most likely be getting mine at the end of the year because they're giving it to the elderly people first. Mm-hmm. But yes. Nice. I want to get mine. And uh, do you know what kind you'll get? Most likely the Pfizer, because uh, of my age, 27. Mm-hmm. That's just two shots. So I want to get it and want life to return to normal. Yeah. And how are things there? Things are actually like, like we don't have to wear masks in the shops anymore like the shops are getting quite busy um they're easing the social distancing i know in the u.s you guys weren't strict with that social distancing 
<laughs> I think you got to wear a mask on the public transport, but that's it. Yeah, what, it was not as strict here, from and especially from what I understand, um, related to Australia. So mm. I think they had a little harder time implementing those types of measures. And then there's there was, of course, a certain segment of people that were like, you know, no way, I'm not going to do that. So um, that, that made it a little more difficult. But, um, you know, it is what it is. That's how it goes. Mm. No, well, that's it. There's nothing you can do. Yeah, yeah. No, I I was um uh reading some uh, uh like a book from the Great Courses Plus. Uh, they're all professors. I was doing uh, reading stuff on infectious diseases, and the top this this was published about I think three four years ago, and the topic of coronavirus came up, and it, and it, exactly what it is today said it's going to spread like with air travel. And most likely that was going to be a pandemic because that's from the SARS and the MERS. I was like, shit. Whoa. So this was a, this professor, I think, uh, was telling that we were going to be in a pandemic and he was right. Amazing. There's, and there could be in the future a bioterroristic attack too. Yeah, you don't know what they're holding in those laboratories. No, we definitely do not. It's scary. Yeah. Well, we just uh, take one day at a time. Mm. Certainly didn't know what was coming last year. Mm. Um, and um, the whole, the whole kind of event. I think was a reminder to myself just to take it one day and one moment at a time because things things are always changing. Yeah, not reading the newspaper. I hate that thing. Or the news or... Uh, you read the news? Um, I see stuff occasionally on the internet, but I don't, like, have a habit of just um, reading it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of fake news in the media too. Twisting the words around from the Prime Minister. <laughs> but how's um President Joe Biden going for you guys? Seems to be going well. It's uh it's um maybe hard hard for you to um I guess imagine it since you're over there, but it was just like so much daily drama before, mm. and now it's just like kind of boring and um, and like that. So it's actually a welcome change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. but um, he seems to be doing doing his job well. I don't know, Sonic Yogi, CNN. I stay away from all that. CNN and uh, terrible. Mm-hmm. 
But, uh, yeah, no, I was doing some uh, research on Bill Clinton as well. You remember Bill Clinton? And it says poor connection here. Oh. There we go. You're good? Yeah, it's good now. Yeah. Yeah, Bill Clinton was an interesting one. What did you learn? Uh, you remember the affair with Monica Lewinsky and he denied it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think he was I think he was really having an affair with her. Mm, yeah. And George Bush too, like um uh I was uh, I was watching a show on Amazon Prime called Declassified. And, um, you know, remember 9-11? Mm-hmm. Yeah, all George Bush was talking about was just war all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't understand the American political system. Yeah, well, I think there's a lot of people that feel the same way. See, in Australia, we just do our votes, and that's it. It's not a it's not a popularity contest in Australia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there was the G7 summit as well. Joe Biden went, and the Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, mm-hmm. as well. But, uh, yeah, no, it's interesting time. Mm-hmm. But, Definitely. Most likely, Donald Trump is going to run for president again. Yeah, um, that should be interesting. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll find out in a few more years. Mm. But uh, yeah, but uh, meditation for me too. I've been uh, listening to a lot of Tibetan singing bowls. Mm-hmm. They're good for the mind. Yeah, definitely. That I um, I think so. Yeah, uh, I've got uh, Spotify as well. Got my playlist. You've got music on Spotify too. Mhm. Yep, I'm on Spotify as well, and um, releasing new music there as well. Yeah, me too. I got my um personal music on Spotify as well. Nice, and I, I saw that you won an award. Yeah, I'll show you now. First place. Nice, congratulations. Thank you, but I wanted the prize money. <laughs> I wanted the $10,000 and they wouldn't give it to me. No, but it's good. It's uh, good for good to uh, yeah. ha- have a prize, you know, show people I've done something, and I've got my bio, too, on my website as well. Yeah, that was from the 2020 songwriting competition. Nice, very good. For my f- first single, Death and Life, that I published. So, yeah, gave it a go. But I wanted to talk about, you know, Spotify. I've used, uh, have you heard of CD Baby? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. 
I've started using them, you know, you just uh, pay the one-off flat fee and it's out there forever. But I'm finding to put my work on Spotify, it's literally costing me money. And it's doing this to all the artists. And and how do you get all that back in royalties? This is what I don't get. Yeah, you, you find it's costing you money? Yeah. Um, I've only got two monthly listeners. Okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah, well, it takes a little time, I guess, to build mm. up the audience. But um, And Spotify, I think they're getting better and better about um, paying. And there was a little bit of a controversy a while back where the CEO said something about um, you know, the people, artists couldn't just put out a record every four years or whatever. Mm. And, um, and I think the, there was some pushback from the artists. Um, I think with the ability for people to record um, digitally and, um, you know, in various places and not have to go to a studio um, as much as in the past that, um, it is possible to release music a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess they're moving their model to that kind of frequency. Mm. Um, and so I think that that may help with um, helping to build the audience there mm. as well. Yeah, slow, slowly, slowly over time. How long has, has it taken for you to get your audience with your with your work on SoundCloud and Spotify? Well, in the beginning, I just started um, posting music on SoundCloud, and I wasn't really thinking of this the music that I make as Sonic Yogi as really an ambitious effort. Um, I was just producing it because I thought it was healing mm-hmm. and I would just post it out there for free um, as just a way to really share with people. And SoundCloud's got such a great platform for sharing and all of that. So um, so I would post on SoundCloud and um, I think uh, over a few years I began to build up more of an audience mm. and noticed that it was getting a, some momentum on SoundCloud. So, um, so that sort of inspired me to continue. Mm-hmm. And I did. so I, I think I've been on SoundCloud for eight years or so mm-hmm. or something like that. And, um, and have built, uh, you know, a nice, group of listeners there Mm. and then of course insights hammer was a great blessing and i have been there for um probably around five or six years Mm. and and they've continued to grow the app so so it's been nice to grow along with them Mm. yeah that's the thing i'm uh i've only been on for one year so i'm still trying to you know building the audience too so that comes with time, does it? Um, in some cases, yeah. I, I really just feel like my job is to 
make the music that I like and do the best job I can mm. and put it out there. Um, you know, I've been, I've been in music for quite a long time and I had a group before as well that produced music. Um, and so, you know, over the years, I feel like I've come to the feeling that I really just want to produce what sits well with my heart and uh, that I feel I enjoy and that will be useful to other people. And I feel like if I can, you know, fit that box or fit that mold in my own intention, then then um, hopefully it will grow. But at least I'll feel like I'm producing hmm. what I'd like to. See, that's the thing with us creative people. It's very easy to 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 create and and publish. But then when it comes to the marketing, you know, and and uh, selling it, that's that's the where I struggle with. Mm-hmm. Are you, how what's how have you been with marketing? Mm, I think I've I've done pretty well, but like I said. Some of the partners like SoundCloud and Inside Timer have mm. really helped along the way. Mm-hmm. And I know that there are people and, you know, courses and systems out there to help with marketing. Um, but a lot of those systems seem to come and go. Mm. And, you know, what, what really doesn't change is, is uh, producing something that you, you like and that resonates and so i try to let producing the best music i can be the marketing as well Hmm. and and hopefully over time and that'll spread and people will tell other people Um, the internet though is a great opportunity in terms of you know the shareability of things and the ability for things to um, grow Hmm. So putting things out on YouTube or um, Spotify or whatever it is, there's always that possibility. See, I can tell you an interesting story. Um, last year when I, pub- I was publishing on uh, SoundCloud, I was trying to get an interview with, you know, the newspapers or radio stations. Got a lot of rejection, but then one day... Um, uh, Neil Duty from Arts Cafe FM, a f- small community station, came across my work. Judas sent me an email, and so that was my first ever radio interview. Mm. And he came across that on SoundCloud. That was pretty cool. Nice. Was very happy. Very happy. Excellent. You know, but uh, yeah, it's um, no, it's a competitive thing, Spotify, because if you get people who have got, say, a million odd followers on their account, they get noticed more in their algorithm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely a snowball effect um, the way the algorithms work. So, um, you know, over time, as the audience builds, it's builds it seems that it can continue to grow Mm. i think every musician or everybody that produces something is you know hoping for the best 
Mm. Um, and um, wants as many people to hear their work as possible. So. I'm sure that uh, as you continue to produce and grow, mm. you're already winning awards. And um, I want, I wanted the money, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Needed the money, you know, update the equipment. But no, I was very happy for the award. It's a good achievement as well. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's yeah, good, I- good for your reputation. But I had uh, Yuval Ron, uh, he's a musician on uh, Insight Time, we were talking about the music industry, uh, what's going on today. It's becoming a hobby now, because there's not a lot of work out there for musicians, and with the royalties as well, which is, it's ripping artists off, even the big artists like Eminem, you know, 50 Cent. And I wanted to bring... That's why I bring up the Spotify thing too and how you feel about your royalties. Um, well, you know, I've, I've um, kind of just watched as the whole industry's changed. When I started, um, digital music was not really much of a thing yet and Mm. then as it grew it turned into napster Mm. uh, and um then everybody was worried that file sharing would would cause the music industry to implode um and then gradually over the years there then spotify and apple music and things became more and more legit um and then people were complaining about um the royalties um, and I understand all that. They're, they're definitely legitimate complaints. Um, I do feel that, um, there's a potential for growth around the world though, with, with, you know, people around the world have cell phones and they have ways to really tune into these services. Mm. Um, and so as the audience grows, I think, um, I was reading something that the total streaming was around 300 million or something like that. Um, mm. And in terms of people that were subscribing to services. So as that grows, um, and there's certainly, you know, a lot of room for growth, then perhaps that can offset some of the royalties. Mm. Uh, and also I'm, I'm sure that if, if there's some inequity there, um, you know, people raising their voice and mm. continuing to look at the system will help that to move in the direction of more equity for the artists. Um, so, yeah, I believe there are problems now, but I'm also hopeful. Mm. No, and I wanted your opinion on that too, you know. Yeah, um, so that's that's my opinion. That um, I think it will continue to grow, and, and so I feel actually positive that that there are these platforms where I can record my work and essentially put it out. You know, um, 
and I'm super grateful just to have that ability to put it out. When I when I started, um, <laughs> not to uh, date myself too much, but of course things were CDs. Yeah. Um, and so in my in my first group, we would print like a thousand CDs and then go out and sell them at gigs, mm. and you know we would make make money um, that way. And then we eventually. Um, met a manager, Steve, and Steve worked for, um, I think, uh, Warner Music um, or something like that. And his job was actually in distribution. Uh, but then he was working to get into the management side of things, too. And we worked with him for a little while um, artistically. But um, in distribution, there were all of these different ways to go from selling you know basically out of your car or at gigs like we were doing to getting distributed in the stores and back then there were stores like barnes and noble here in the states Mm. or borders books and they were kind of like chain stores where they would have a lot of music Mm. and um and so it was a deal to get your cd into those stores but you would have to go through certain channels um, and Steve uh, knew something about you know how to go through those channels, um, but one of the the ways to do it was you would apply to have your music distributed, which you know it was a big deal to even get picked up with a distributor um, if you could get it carried through an independent distributor. And then if you got a distributor, um, then you would have the ability to get in the stores. And once you were had the ability to get in the stores, then you would have the opportunity to apply for things like that were called end caps, which were the sort of display at the end of the record aisle. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if you had a new album or whatever, you could apply for that end cap and then people would see your new album. Um, And so the other part of that was that if you, you know, were able to get through that application process, then you would have to produce enough CDs for them, which, which might be like 20 or 50,000 CDs, Mm. which, you know, that's a lot more than the thousand CDs at a time that the average indie artist was, um, coming up with um and then you would also have to pay to be on that end cap so um i guess my point is there was a huge amount of um sort of hurdles to jump through and then even if you got through the hurdles there was a huge investment of capital up front and um in hopes of kind of moving that product and so that's a lot a lot of moving parts, a lot of people making that whole industry go. And so as an artist, I think the ability to now to record music and then put it out um, and build an audience through something like Spotify um, or SoundCloud is just amazing. And mm-hmm. it's, it's really um it's an amazing time for musicians to be creative and, and 
to do things that are, that are out of the box and it, and experiment and it doesn't it's not going to cost them you know hundreds of thousands of dollars or or whatever to you know make a go of something mm. it, the ability to, to do it for much less of a budget um and to also make an impact is is there so um because I find a lot of the distributors that become a business and a subscription thing, that's why I've moved to CD Baby, because at least with CD Baby, I pay, what, 50, 50 Australian dollar, because they're US, and it's out there forever. Um was using Ditto, but then they're charging 20, 30 bucks a year, but then they can just take that down if you don't renew, and that's not fair. That's what pisses me off about them. They just want to make money. Yeah. I hadn't heard about that. Hmm. Interesting. Well, CD Baby's been um, a, a great company for hmm. so many years. And it's trial and error, Sonic Yogi, because when you're starting out, you don't know. <laughs> you know? True. So it's a learning thing for me. Yeah, absolutely. But SoundCloud's good. I've got work on SoundCloud as well. Mm-hmm. But then they charge. Uh, it's about then ninety nine a year if you want to go over the um, uh, free storage they've given you. Mm-hmm. So I stopped. I, yeah, I um, I think of SoundCloud as sort of a place to put out my, you know, some live tracks and some experimental things and mm. um, kind of put it out there and see what the feedback is like um, what about Bandcamp uh, have you got stuff uh, on Bandcamp because I've got my all my works on Bandcamp as well mm-hmm. yep I have a Bandcamp as well Good I on like you. Them, them too mm. at least it's not costing you money to have your work there you know they just take a commission out of your sale and that's it mm-hmm. and that's good yeah, you know, but uh, yeah, this is uh, the business side to music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you got stuff yeah. on the um, uh, royalty-free music sites where you just sell it for like a one-off fee and that's it? You don't have to worry about collecting royalties. Because I've started uh, doing that. I'm sorry, I think I missed a little bit there, but because of the connection. Um, were you asking if I have my music there? Yeah, on royalty-free uh, music sites. I believe there is some out there, and I do also allow people to use my music under um, Creative Commons licensing. Ah, yep. And yep. so what that means is that they're able to use it um, for any non-commercial purpose as long as they give me a credit and a link Mm. to my website Um, i've just uh put it up there and i'll just sell it for a one-off fee and that's it they can have it forever and do (laughs) what they want i'll put them on uh, pond five and uh there's motion elements where i've started distributing as well but, uh, you know, it was advised to me by a film composer to do that, not sell your work so too cheap as well. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, I guess you each artist has to decide. There are things called music libraries too, mm. and if you sign with the music library, then they basically keep your music in their file, but they'll pitch it to mm. different projects for licensing, which could be a decent amount of income as well. Mm. Just imagine you get a thousand bucks for a track. That'd be so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Royalty free. But uh, yeah, no, it's interesting. But as time goes, I'll grow my my um, following as well. So that'll be good. And uh, yes, and uh, have you got you going to publish any more stuff on Insight Timer? Yes, I'm. Um, I think I mentioned I just finished a flute track, and so I'm creating an hour version of that for sleep, as well as some meditation versions. And I'm set to release some other back catalog meditations mm-hmm. um, that were previously in the daily insights, mm-hmm. and so I'm going to release those as well. And I have probably 10 projects or so that I'm working on at the moment mm. in terms of tracks. And, and so over the next few months, I'll release those. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Look forward. Are they still doing the Daily Insight as well? They've retired the Daily Insight. And um, so... I believe some of the different teachers and and artists um, were wanting to release those tracks through the the normal profile, mm-hmm. and and so that's going to be possible soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've noticed you've been live streaming on Insight Timer as well, and uh, playing music. How do you feel about that? I've been enjoying it. It's been great uh, during the pandemic to uh, stay creative and get to share. And so I've been streaming music and creating sound baths and sort of meditative music. And also I've been starting to do some that are talk-based and do some teaching about meditation and, mm-hmm. and some things like that. Insight Timer 2 is allowing teachers to do mentoring too. Yes, exactly. And I'm grateful for that. That's sort of building up steam, I think. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing one-on-one mentoring, um, and I'm set up for that. And also soon we'll start offering group sessions mm-hmm. um, so for, for multiple people no that's awesome yeah and if any of the audience are listening go book a mentoring session with sonic yogi definitely recommend that as well now that'd be good that uh the the teachers it's not all teachers are offering it that's the thing on inside timer mm-hmm. yeah I, I believe that there's, they're starting with a smaller group of teachers, mm. and um, I don't know what their plans will be moving forward, but I would assume that they'll continue to expand. 
No, that'll be very, very good. You know, I'm very happy to pay my yearly uh, subscription to Insight Timer. Um, yeah, I'm just happy with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great, great company, and I've enjoyed working with them. Mm. And, you know, they're continuing to grow. But they're, I can tell that even as they grow, they're holding on to the same integrity mm. uh, in terms of working with people. So that's nice to see. Yeah, not all tech companies have the integrity, mm-hmm. which is a shame. Yeah, definitely. They want to get greedy like Mark Zuckerberg and get all your personal information and sell it. Mm-hmm. That's not yeah. good. The uh, Australian government cra- uh, cracked down on Facebook. Did you know that? No. What happened? Uh, you know how Facebook was uh, getting involved in personal information? The government, I think they brought out a new policy about news and all that. It's complicated. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's, mm. it's become a thing, Sonic Yogi, where, like, You get your Facebook friends and then they post photos of them at an engagement party. I don't know. I don't want to know what you're doing with your personal life, you know, or it's just weird. Mm -hmm. All glitterous and glamoury. That's what it does. Yeah. You know, but uh, it's, I don't know. I don't know. Weird, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, nah, because we just don't have privacy anymore on the internet. Oh, I mean, I've switched from uh, I I used to use Google, but now I'm using DuckDuckGo because I'm just fed up of being bombarded with advertisement. <laughs> you know, and Google's yeah. Google's actually selling all your data to advertising companies. Yeah, it's interesting how, you know, when you just search for something, then you start seeing ads. Sometimes it almost feels like if you even think about something, you start seeing ads. Mm. Weird. Mm. Artificial intelligence of the future. It's getting weird. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if, I don't know, 10 years or 20 years, there'd be robots walking around. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At a restaurant as well. At a restaurant? You imagine that, a robot doing all the cooking, replacing all the jobs. Mm. It's possible. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, look at Tesla. They're trying to make the car, like, drive automatically. Mm-hmm. But they're not quite there yet, but they're on, they're on their way. If would you ever would you ever own a Tesla if you had the opportunity? Sure. Yep. Yeah. Why not? Mm-hmm. Problem is, you can't take them to an ordinary mechanic. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Um, I guess you have to go to the dealership. Hmm. 
electric cars. No, they're a, it's an amazing invention what Elon Musk has done, but they're not. I have doubts about owning them. Well, you know. What do you think about that? Where where do you how do you fuel them up to as well? And if uh, you put it on auto drive and then the camera doesn't pick up the traffic and then boom, it crashes. Yeah. Well, definitely a concern. <laughs> I've sat in a Tesla in the shopping center. I think they were displaying and they had this huge, uh, uh, I think it's like a satellite computer of like Google Maps in there. Uh-huh. It's pretty much a computer thing. But, uh, yeah, it's interesting, too, like SpaceX. You, you, you heard of SpaceX? Uh-huh. You know, they sent... They, um, trying to get this rocket to land virtually horizontal on a landing pad. Uh-huh. Sent astronauts to Mars. So that's pretty cool. Hopefully they do. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, it's, it's fascinating. All of that's becoming private, so... Hmm. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how that develops. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, the podcast, I've got my own intro and outro music to the show I've created as well. And uh, I'm very uh, happy for the uh, podcast. But But, yeah, I'll wrap it up there. Um, What have you got coming up in the next couple of months to let the audience know? Well, like I mentioned, I'm just c- continuing to produce music. I'll be releasing tracks um, frequently on Inside Timer. And I'm also working on a new album for the beginning of next year. And I'm working on a new course mm-hmm. uh, that I'll release after that. Awesome. I look forward to hearing your course on Insight Timer as well. And uh, any future work that you've got coming up, uh, even if you're going to do some talks as well. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yes. Yes, definitely. I I have a few talks um, scheduled for the lives as well, and that's a little bit different for me, so I hope you'll check it out. Will do. Look, thanks for coming on the podcast today. Always a pleasure to talk with you, Stephen. Thank you. Always good to have you. All right, thank you for listening to the podcast today. Don't forget your podcasts are out every Friday. Thank you to the sponsor, Spreaker. If you want your free trial of Spreaker, just click on the link in the description to find out more. Also, if you could share this podcast on your social media, if you'd like, you can send a donation to my GoFundMe page. Uh, Don't forget to turn on your notifications. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. See you later. (laughs) 